Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hit it! It's time to take a close look at Joe Biden's deal with the devil. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. President Biden, a Biden administration, will raise your taxes. Will you raise taxes? I will raise taxes for anybody making over $400,000. Stop tape. He's lying. As soon as Joe Biden's lips started to flap back and forth, uh, he began lying during this interview to uh, ABC News. And by the way, he's sitting next to his running mate now, Kamala Kamala Kampala, Kamana, whatever Harris, right? Apparently, we're racist now uh, because we can't pronounce Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris or Cam Harris or whatever. Harris. Maybe we're mispronouncing Harris. I don't know. But apparently, we're all racist because we're not pronouncing her name exactly as they say she should. Or they say that uh, Kamala Harris wants it pronounced. But here's Joe Biden lying through his teeth. He'll raise taxes on the so-called rich. You know, this is the interesting little factoid about the radical left and the liberals on Capitol Hill over the decades, right? They keep redefining what rich is. So 20 years ago, rich was someone who made a million dollars a year, and then it got lowered. And it gets lower and lower, and rich is now a half million dollars a year. And now, according to Joe Biden, the so-called rich is $400,000 a year. But when you look at $400,000 per year, it's not like it was 20 years ago. It doesn't go quite as far. And there are two income earner households out there that are knocking on the door of $400,000 a year, and they're not living a rich lifestyle. They're not flying around in their own private jet. They don't have mansions, especially if they live in major metropolitan areas like New York or San Francisco. $400,000 sounds great in maybe Texas or Iowa or Kansas, but in San Francisco or New York City, that ain't that great. And so you can easily hit $400,000 a year when you live in one of these very expensive metropolitan areas like New York. If you're possibly a firefighter plus a teacher, uh, they they both get a lot of overtime. You may be knocking on the door of $400,000, but if you happen to live 
within the city limits of New York, you're taxed to death. And this is the point. It's not just about taxing the so-called rich. Joe Biden is going to tax all of us if he's elected president of the United States, whether we make 400000 or $40,000 a year. This is the insidious part of all liberal agendas, and this is the Bernie Sanders agenda. Make no bones about it. Make no mistake. This is the Bernie Sanders radical agenda. Joe Biden is just the Manchurian candidate. But when they, they raise taxes, for example, on corporations, if you're a business, let's say you're Macy's, and all of a sudden your cost of doing business goes up, what are you going to do? Are you going to just absorb that cost? Are you going to pay your employees less? Probably not. What you are going to do is you're going to pass that extra cost along the consumer. So if you're buying a jacket for winter that was $100, their cost of business at Macy's goes up X amount. They're going to make it $125 to buy that coat. You still need that coat. So you're going to end up paying the extra $25. And you can multiply this across the board, whether you're getting a burger at Burger King or you're flying on an airplane with an airplane ticket. The cost of living in America across the board is going to go up through an increase in corporate taxes. But it's not just that. Look at the agenda. And we will look at the agenda. But let's hear more from Sloppy Joe and his pearls of wisdom. Roll tape. Tell you why I'm going to do it. It's about time they start paying a fair share of the economic responsibility. Stop it. We've been through this before, and I don't even know why it still resonates with X amount of Americans. Apparently, there's X amount of Americans out there who believe that the so-called rich are not paying their fair share. When we know that's not true, we have a graduated income tax in this country, which is exactly what Karl Marx wanted, by the way. It's in the Communist Manifesto. A heavy graduated income tax. Graduated income tax means that if you are in that $40,000 a year range, you're going to pay less percentage of taxes than someone in the $400,000 range. So I don't even know what the numbers are. Let's say uh, the $40,000 a year is probably paying no taxes, but let's say it's around 10% effective uh, rate. The person making $400,000 a year is going to be 35, 40%. That is a heavy graduated income tax. And of course, a Joe Biden administration is going to increase income taxes. They say they're only going to do it on the wealthy. But again, they keep sliding the scale of exactly what is wealthy. And when it comes to income tax, they don't use a $400,000 threshold. No way. They're calling so-called rich cutoff will probably be around $80,000. And again, if you have a two-income earning household, you can easily hit $80,000, but you're going to be deemed so-called rich. And this is what a Biden slash Harris administration is going to do. They're going to raise taxes across the board for the sole purpose of paying for their schemes, like the Green New Deal. But the schemes are simply a vehicle to grow government and grow power and allow the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party, to solidify its foundation as the so-called party of the people, but really it's the party of big government. And so that's what Joe Biden wants to do here and have the rich so-called 
pay their fair share. Well, they're already paying more than their fair share. Why is it that somebody who makes $40,000 should pay 10% of their income when someone making $400,000 should pay 35 or 40% of their income? How is that fair? You know, these people, they always like to talk about fairness. How is that fair that someone is paying a higher rate than another? Shouldn't it be equal? Shouldn't it be even? If it's 10% at $40,000 a year, shouldn't it be 10% at $400,000 a year? They're still going to pay more. 10% of $40,000 a year is $4,000. 10% of $400,000 a year is $40,000. Now, I went to a state university. takes me a little bit of time to do the math. But that tells me that the people making $400,000 a year are paying more in taxes. But no. No, we unfortunately have the Marxist philosophy infiltrating our taxation system and our income tax system. And I I am in favor, I've always been in favor on the record. uh, First of all, I'm in favor of abolishing the income tax. I believe that is completely unconstitutional and a violation of our founding principles in this country. And does harm to the very core of what it means to be an American by taking away what we choose to do with our lives and our precious time on this planet, and that's work. We are targeting that with the income tax. I believe it's immoral, and I believe that the 16th Amendment should be abolished. I believe the IRS should be abolished, but if we can't do that, then I believe we ought to have a flat tax. And over the years, you know, various people, I think Ross Perot possibly uh, talked about the flat tax. Uh, Other politicians have talked about the flat tax, and they've been laughed out of Washington, D.C., right? A flat tax is also known as a fair tax because that's what it is. And so if the flat tax is 10%, everybody pays 10%. No write-offs, no nothing. All All these shelters and these loopholes go away under a flat tax, and they should. If you go to a flat tax... It's a simple 10%. You do the math, bam, you're done. You're done. And as they they used to say when folks were hawking the flat tax, you could fill out your income tax on a postcard. And that's the way it should be. Right, Joe? Roll tape. The very wealthy should pay a fair share. Corporations should pay a fair share. Stop tape. So there you go. The wealthy are the bad guys. The corporations are the bad guys. They're going to tax the wealthy more. And what do the wealthy do? Well, they, 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 seek, they seek some sort of tax shelter, right? Or they don't put money, as much money back into their businesses. They don't hire as much. So that affects the economy. It's the exact opposite of what the Trump administration has been doing, right? The Trump administration has lowered taxes. And what happened to the economy? The economy took off. Until, of course, we had this greatest conspiracy in United States history between the blue state governors and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the modern Democrat Party and the mainstream media in their response to the Wuhan coronavirus, the economy had taken off. This was the Achilles heel that the Democrat Party identified long ago for Donald Trump. If they can crush the economy, if they can somehow harm the economy under the auspices of doing something right for the people, then they have their potential formula to foil the re-election chances of Donald Trump, and they have it. They have it now with the COVID-19, and that's why 
I call this the COVID-19 election, the election of 2020. Unfortunately, it's not what I want. It's not what at least 60 million Americans want. Hopefully all Americans don't want this, but this has become the COVID-19 election. The election of 2020 has become the COVID-19 election. And so Donald Trump unleashed the American spirit by lowering taxes for individuals, but also lowering taxes for corporations, and Joe Biden wants to raise them. Well, he's got to raise them because of all these cockamamie plans that he has. And his manifesto now is the Bernie Sanders manifesto. They want to hike the top income tax rate by uh, at least two points, and they're going to increase the corporate tax. You just heard him say that. And of course, he says the threshold is $400,000 a year, but that always gets tweaked. It gets, it's never increased. It's always lowered. So expect it to be more like two hundred, maybe even $150,000 a year. How many people? Think about it. How many married couples fall into the realm of $150,000 a year? Well, Joe Biden is coming after you, suburbia. Joe Biden is coming after your hard-earned money. But he also, according to his manifesto, and these are things the American people need to know that's not going to be reported by ABC News and the rest of them. He also wants to abolish school choice. Now, why does he want to do this? Well, this goes back to the unions, of course. The teachers' unions hate school choice. They fight school vouchers tooth and nail. They hate charter schools. And Joe Biden capitulating to these radical unions who don't care about the children. They only care about their power structure. They don't even care about the teachers, for that matter. These radical unions want to abolish charter schools. It's being done in California right now, and they want to bring that to a national level. And if you read the Constitution, by the way, which I keep handy right here, there's no mention at all about schools in the Constitution. It's one of those things that needs to be left to the states. Joe Biden, at the federal level, has no role in determining whether charter schools exist or not. This is a local issue. This is a state issue and then a school board, individual school board issue. But here's Joe Biden with his Bernie Sanders manifesto. He wants to abolish charter schools. Why abolish them? Because it's choice. Because it has exposed the ruse of our public school system and how decrepit it is and how bad teachers are being protected by these unions. Charter schools expose the problem that's going on in public schools and so they want to get rid of this person who's or these people in charter schools who are pulling the curtain back so everybody can see what's going on behind the curtain charter schools work therefore the teachers union want to abolish them of course joe biden is on board with that and of course in terms of crime this is all part of the manifesto this is all part of the Joe Biden slash Bernie Sanders manifesto. When it comes to crime, he's on board with what some of these major cities are doing, like New York City, eliminating cash bail. It sounds so virtuistic, right? Virtuous to eliminate cash bail and be more fair. In reality, what's happening, we know this to be true, it's allowing criminals to get arrested and then be released effectively on their own reconnaissance. It's insanity. It is exactly the opposite of what you would do 
in a society that is governed by the rule of law, in a society that is governed by a document called the United States Constitution, which doesn't really strictly delineate punishments, but it elaborates our foundation, our foundation for our individual laws in our individual states and local municipalities. It is the basis for law and order in this country. And they want to, by eliminating cash bail, destroy law and order. But this is part of the the Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders Communist Manifesto. Let people out of jail. We've seen it in California again. If you want to see what Joe Biden wants America to look like, look at California. More on that in just a minute. They, too, are letting criminals out. And, you know, ostensibly they're doing it because of COVID. Well, we got to let these people out of jail because we don't want to spread COVID. Well, they're in jail. And they need to stay in jail because they committed crimes. COVID or no COVID, they need to stay in jail. But no, Gavin Newsom in California is letting them out so they can commit crimes again. And that's documented. They are recidivism is high. They are committing more crimes again. And it's going to happen potentially on a national level. Again, the federal government has no say in how states handle bail. But Joe Biden and the Bernie Sanders agenda, they want to infuse themselves into that. But the big tomato in this Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden manifesto is climate change, of course. This is the the holy grail right now. They, they have, they're they on their way toward nationalizing our health care system. That was the holy grail, but they're well on their way to that. Let's face it. We're only one step away from Medicare for all, a.k.a. single payer, a.k.a. government run top bottom health care. The holy grail now is the new Green Deal. And he's going to declare if he's elected Joe Biden climate change a national emergency and once you do that then just like with COVID-19 he believes that he can act on executive power and executive orders to try and advance the radical green agenda for example and they, they probably won't even do this legislatively he'll probably simply try and do it out of the Oval Office a la Barack Hussein Obama He wants to eliminate all fossil fuel power by 2035. Now think about that. All fossil fuel eliminated in this country in 15 years. Think about how many aspects of our lives that would affect. From air travel to the gas station down the street, of course, to the the automobile in in your garage. If people want to drive an electric car and you like the Tesla, fine. You like the Prius, fine. I've been in a few Priuses. They're okay. I've been in a couple of Teslas. I like them. It's their choice, right? But allow me to burn my the fuel of my choice as long as it's legal and as long as it's not harming somebody else. And in this case... It happens to be petroleum, gasoline. Allow Americans to have this choice. But no, under radical leadership like Joe Biden, eliminate fossil fuel by 2035. And oh, by the way, they want to install 500 million 
That's 500 million solar panels across America uh, in, in a matter of five years. 500 million. Now, how exactly are you going to do that? Where are these solar panels going to come from? Who's going to pay for them? Well, we know the answer to that. Because we know that the Green New Deal is nothing more than a giant scheme to redistribute wealth. Right? That's all it is. Take from those people who make $400,000 a year, tax them again, give it to government, and allow government to buy solar panels for people who make $40,000 a year. And almost as an afterthought, just as punctuation to this, again, if you want to see what... Bernie Sanders slash Joe Biden's America looks like. Look at California, because it's happening right now, right before our eyes. And Gavin Newsom, he spoke before the final day of the Democrat National Convention. He kind of was wedged in there at the last minute. I don't know exactly why politically this happened. You know, here he is, the, the guy who's led the government response to COVID-19. Without Gavin Newsom and his foot on the throat of the California economy, um, the U.S. economy wouldn't be in such bad shape. But, of course, he's got restaurants shut down. He's got bars shut down. He's got people working at home. He's got the elderly in California scared to death, absolutely scared to death to go outside. There are people who have been in their homes in California, not gone out since March. This is it's insane, but it's also criminal. And so you're, here you have Gavin Newsom at almost to the last minute via cell phone kind of wedged in there before the final night of the Democrat National Convention. He's standing like, it, it looks like it's a big sewer. He's, he's standing in front of some large, some sort of pine uh, tree because he's out there ostensibly fighting the wildfires that are burning in California. They happen every year. They've been happening every year in California since I can remember. But this year it's worse, you know. The last few years is worse because of climate change, don't you know? And Gavin Newsom knows these fires are because of climate change. Not because of a natural occurrence of Mother Nature. Not because they've allowed the forests to get overpopulated and then a lightning strike hits or some maniac goes out, lights a fire, and poof, you have these huge fires. None of that, no. It's because of my vehicle. Roll tape. The hots are getting hotter. The dries are getting drier. Climate change is real. If you are in denial about climate change, come to California. Stop tape. See, so he is, um, he's actually smiling when he's delivering this. If you don't believe climate change is real, <laughs> it's that nervous laugh, right? Come to California. Yeah, come on to California. Everybody's leaving. Story after story. People leaving Los Angeles. They're leaving San Diego. They're leaving, especially they're leaving San Francisco. Getting the hell out of California. At the very least, they're getting out of these major urban areas and they're going to less populated areas in California, but many of them are leaving California altogether. But here's Gavin Newsom saying, come on to California. Well, during this time where they've had these wildfires in California and brownouts, by the way, it is because of the choices they're making. The fires are happening Maybe, I don't know that they're more intense, but let's stipulate they are more intensely and more often. Maybe they're larger fires because they are not clearing the forests in California. So they're burning like crazy. The money is being spent on other things in California. And California 
is going to have a huge hole in its budget, and these fires are going to become more intense because they're not going to use it to maintain the forests in California. But at the same time, there's an energy problem in California, and they're having so-called brownouts. They're not brownouts. They're greenouts because it has been stipulated in California that X amount of all electricity has got to come from so-called natural resources, you know, like wind or, or solar panel. And during high demand times, like August, because it's hot in many parts of California, there is too much demand and not enough electricity given this formula. And so they have to have brownouts. It's not because there isn't enough energy out there. It's not because there isn't enough energy being produced and they can move things around the grid. It's because California, the leadership in California, refuses to use all aspects of fuel, of, of electricity that's being produced in this country from different forms of fuel. In particular, during this time, they are rejecting upping the amount of electricity being produced by coal. So in other words, in other words, California wants to reduce its electrical use as produced by coal. They want to increase it as produced by wind and solar and other so-called natural forms. And so when demand goes up and the temperature goes up and people are using their air conditioners more, there is electricity available in nearby states in the grid, you know, Arizona or Utah or Nevada, but California is refusing to import it because it's produced by coal. So there you go. The resources are there. But the governor of California says, forget about it. We're going to take this state, the nation's most populous state, back to the Stone Age. And this is what Bernie Sanders slash Joe Biden want to do on a national scale. They want to federalize, effectively, what is going on in California. They want to bring us all to our knees. They want to bring national brownouts to all of Americans, just like what's happening in California. This is going to be the end result of a Joe Biden administration because he is adhering to the Bernie Sanders manifesto, which includes the Green New Deal, which is designed to take this country back to the Stone Age. Why? Multiple reasons. They want to cut this country down to size. They want to harm productivity in this country so that government can ride to the rescue, so that the American people have to rely on government so that the Democrats can continue to be reelected. It's a simple formula. We've seen it now for many decades in the inner cities, right? They're dependent. These people who are poor are dependent on government. Therefore, they're dependent on the Democrats being reelected. Therefore, the Democrats are often reelected year after year after year. Same thing, they want to bring it to a national scale on the Green New Deal. That's the reason behind all this. And during this time, it's interesting to hear the President of the United States speak um, because, of course, we have to get to the election, right? And we know what's happening now, and it's the mail-in ballot controversy. 
So the American people not only have a stark choice for president, liberty versus tyranny, liberty being President Trump, tyranny being Joe Biden, but they also have a choice in terms of balloting and allowing their states to do this nefarious scheme of of mail-in ballot. And the president is speaking freely on this, and, and I love it, because not only is he speaking the truth, but he's also tweaking the Democrat Party mainstream media cabal at the same time. Roll tape. But 51 million votes, it's being sent, and nobody knows who's getting them. And what happens if you send them to an all-Democrat area, but not to an all-Republican area? Stop tape. He's talking about 51 million ballots being sent out. And it's probably a conservative number. So all these ballots are going to be floating out there. And the president says, well, if, if you're a Democrat and you're in charge of sending these ballots out, why don't you just flood the areas that are heavy Democrat? And then you have all these extra ballots floating out there. And then there was some ballot harvesting. And then they'll win the election miraculously. Isn't that amazing? And what if you did it in swing states? And what if you did it in certain counties in swing states that we know are crucial counties? What if you flooded those zones? with extra Democrat ballots. This is reality. This is not hyperbole on the part of the president. This is the plan. Roll tape. This is really a very serious problem. This is beyond me. This is not to say me or this is about all of us. This is about the country. This is about the country. It could happen the other way, too. I mean, it could happen the other way, too. I don't think it will happen the other way. I don't think it will. But I think this is a very disgraceful situation. Stop it. It is disgraceful. It's disgraceful, but it fits perfectly. And in their nefarious scheme, that would be the the Democrats, as they came up with the COVID-19 government response to crush the economy, they kind of swerved into this, you know, we've got to drag it out to the election. We've got to drag it out at least to November 3rd, right? We've got to harm the economy for as long as possible and create mayhem, economic mayhem and healthcare mayhem as long as possible. And in the meantime, they kind of swerved in this entire notion of, well, we got to have an all mail-in ballot thing to keep people healthy. It's absolutely nonsense. There's rioting going on every night in Portland, yet people can't go to the ballots? It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense, yet we're seeing it, particularly in blue states, the mail-in ballots, because they know mail-in ballots can be corrupt. They can be harvested. They can get some lawyer dressed in a black robe to say, hey, wait a minute, hold on a minute, we got to make sure every vote is counted. So November 4th, they keep counting. November 5th, they keep counting. November 6th, they keep counting. And that's what the president's talking about. Roll tape. I don't think that you're going to know anything on the evening, anything meaningful or anything real on the evening of November 3rd. I don't think you're going to know anything. You're not going to know what happened. I don't think you'll know two weeks later. I don't think you'll know four weeks later. Stop tape. And and so this is kind of the election of twenty year twenty uh, two thousand uh, revisited, right? Now Gore and the challenge in the court, and this is why Joe Biden has these attorneys on standby, these ambulance chasers, just ready to chase these ambulances into federal court on November fourth. They'll probably they have the paperwork all ready to go. It's all printed up. Ready to be filed November 4th. Bam. They're just filling little details. What county, you know, the date, the date, 
Um, they just kind of tailor it to whatever appeal they're going to make to whatever lawyer dressed in a black robe. And they're going to find they're going to judge shop. They're going to find some Obama judges and maybe some lingering Clinton judges out there. And bammo, hold on. We can't certify the election results. And this is what the president is talking about. Think about these swing states like Wisconsin or Michigan or Nevada, possibly Arizona. And then you have, of course, Florida, where we know what took place in Florida 20 years ago. It's going to happen again. We are not going to have certified, unless there is an absolute outright landslide, which we can pray to God happens. You know, there's some good news, some good polling numbers. If you believe the polling coming out of Minnesota, for example, that the president's doing well in, in Minnesota. We can, we can hope that there's going to be a landslide, but we got to prepare for the worst. We really do. Because this is part of the deal with the devil that Joe Biden has made. He's made it with Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and Murphy in New Jersey and Crazy Whitmer in Michigan and Nutcase Pritzker in Illinois and all these blue states They've made this deal to do the mail-in ballots, and we are not going to have an official... If it's a close race at all for president, I'm not even talking about races for Congress. Those are going to be settled weeks afterward because of the the mail-in ballot situation. Guaranteed. I'm talking election night for president of the United States. We may not know the results, and we're going to have to brace ourselves for it. Again, we can pray to God that there's going to be an electoral landslide. You know, that we expect Texas to come in the way it should. Maybe Florida, like in 2016. Michigan, like in 2016. Nevada. uh, We know California's toast. We know we can't count on Washington uh, and and Oregon, uh, as I like to say. But maybe Minnesota's in play. Who knows? Pennsylvania goes to Trump. Bam! North Carolina. Bam! Maybe we get that, that landslide. Maybe we can declare victory, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that. And the Democrats are banking on this, that there's not going to be a result on election night, November 3rd, and probably not November 4th, probably not November 5th. It's the unfortunate reality. This is part of the election and electoral chaos that the Democrat Party wants to thrust this country in the middle of. And as part of this deal that Joe Biden made during March and April with the Democrat Party and the Democrat leadership, and in particular, um, Bernie Sanders. And it has crushed the normal electoral process, which is a shame. It's an absolute shame. Not just the conventions, but the rallies. Don't you kind of miss the rallies? The president has been trying to. You know, he's parked... Air Force One in a hangar, and he hops out, and it's behind him there, and he, he speaks before. I don't know how big the crowd is, though. I've never really seen what these crowds look like. I, I'd say, wonderful, keep it going. I say, do these hangar uh, rallies as much as possible. But I'd also like to see a return to the giant rallies, for crying out loud. If people want to go, let them go. It's their choice. If they don't want to go, Don't go. And so that's my ledger register for this week. It's very simple. Should President Trump hold in-person campaign rallies? I'm for it. I don't see why not, but you can go to GrahamLedger.com. 
GrahamLedger.com. Should President Trump hold in-person campaign rallies? You can also go to the ZipApp.com. The ZipApp. You download it on your phone. I recommend using it on your phone and not on your computer. Uh, you download it on your phone, the Zip app, and then you enter Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, Ledger in the quick code box, and this question will come right up. Should President Trump hold in-person campaign rallies? He kind of is already with these, uh, uh, what would you call? We used to call them whistle stops 115 years ago uh, during the election of uh, 1896. That would be 114 years ago. Um, what do we call them when it's a jet? Uh, a, uh, I don't know, an Air Force One stop instead of a whistle stop. But the bottom line is he's doing them on a limited scale. I would like to see him back on a grand scale and say the hell with it. What have you got to lose? Because you are up against the Democrat Party mainstream media cabal, but you're also up against a guy who made a deal with the devil, and that would be Joe Biden. And in this case, the devil, we know him. His name is Bernie Sanders. And so we have to defeat not just Joe Biden, Kamala, Kamala Harris, but we also have to defeat Dirty Bernie Sanders as well. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I am wrong, I'm right.